Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, along with Robert Lewis of Inc. Realty, Philip talks about reimagining and rebuilding the black neighborhood, the black cheers, black homeownership, white flight, and a few black neighborhoods in DFW. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. So we are back with another episode with the Ask Philip podcast, and today we are talking about. Uh, I'm, I'm with Rob, the realtor, and we're gonna go. We're gonna go. I don't want to even say like controversial is not the word, but we're gonna like step into, step into like who we really are, and like just just be real for a moment with y'all. So I hope y'all appreciate it. But you know, we were talking before about uh, black home ownership, the trend how we both believe that the black community has uh, evolved a lot further than what society wants to give us uh, credit for given, you know, what was, you know, what was done and, 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 and how we've uh, overcome it. And so we're talking about the concept of like a new, a new black neighborhood, which the perception, even even for some people, when I when I say black neighborhood, you have some sort of mental picture, and I would guess that a big majority of people had some negative uh, image of a black neighborhood in in their head, and um, uh, but that I don't I don't believe that's going to be true moving forward because of where we evolved to as a as a as a people uh, in America. So so Rob, man, I want I want to hear your perspective on like. When I say the new black neighborhood, like, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Just in, and by the way, y'all, this is just raw. So we just going to chop it up. It's funny that you bring it up. So um, as a little, I guess, a little preface. So Metro Techs does a forecast every year. And one of the speakers that we that we brought in this year was from the Reimagine Redbird Project, uh, which if, if you're in the Dallas, Texas area, uh, Redbird Mall was a huge uh, mall in, in the southern sector of Dallas. Um, you know, it, it wasn't taken care of very well, uh, but it's huge. So they are redeveloping that area and making it more upscale. Uh, and it is literally in the in the heart of, of urban Dallas as, as what you would consider. Um, so they, they put a Starbucks down there. They're 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 commissioning restaurants to come in. And all of this is going to be catered toward a more upscale crowd. However, it's in our neighborhood. So uh, it kind of it kind of shakes up what people often perceive as, quote unquote, the black neighborhood. So uh, and it's doing very well. You know, they, they have some new apartments there that are, you know, class A apartments. Uh, that are fully leased out. The Starbucks is one of the best performing Starbucks in the Metroplex. Uh, so, and, and you know where, where Starbucks goes, money follows. <laughs> right, right, right. But um, yeah, I say all that to say that, you know, the perception of the black neighborhood is changing. Um, and, and ultimately, 
Um, and I know we were talking about this offline, but you know, the, the, the cheaper, the, the dirt that you can get, uh, is going, is going to bring in more developers, uh, more people who want to invest in the area because it's a good return on their investment. And, and the sooner that we realize it in our own neighborhoods and, and take care of what we have and what Big Mama had and what and what Ma had and Paw Paw, you know, we, we'll be better off as 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 a as as a group of people ourselves. And it's interesting because I'm I'm starting to see like for example, you know, and I'm gonna shout out some black establishments, right? Um, you know, you have Whiskey Dallas. And if y'all have never been there, I mean, it's just beautiful, man. It's like it's like Black Cheers, and it's it it's like upscale. When you come in there, it's just it's nothing but black excellence in there supporting the establishment. And these drinks are not cheap, y'all. I mean, these drinks it's like it's like for whiskey enthusiasts. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, um, but but people are in there spending, supporting it, right? You got down the street from it. I think they're owned by the same people, Sandaga. You know, which is a which is a staple, right? This is all in uh, East Dallas, Fair Park um, uh, area. So you have that, and and then and then you know uh, across the way, I'm gonna forget this. It's it's a, it's a good spot. It's a nice spot. It's like um, I'm forgetting the name. I'm, I'm talking about I'm kitchen and cocktails. Well, of co- of course, kitchen and cocktails, right? That's a that is. That is a great establishment uh, as well. One, one of our favorite spots, but it's it's like a market, a market street or um, New Orleans style cuisine spot over here. You also have Cake Bar, you know what I mean? That's over yeah. there in Trinity Grove, yeah, uh, which is black owned. Soiree, the coffee shop. So, yes, Soiree. Yeah, we did. We went to brunch there. Uh, you know that that was pretty dope. And I mean, and I'm I'm only listing a fraction of the ones that we've actually been to in Houston. It's just it's just ton of them uh in in all around the third ward uh area oh, yeah. and it's and it's just and it's just beautiful and and so i'm saying this to say you know growing up i don't we didn't have these spots you know i mean we had them but they were not like built for the uh, upper middle class you know uh experience and now they're getting built out everywhere because like we're getting money you know what i mean like as a community you know, we, we are getting money and I, and I, and I just really believe that uh, there's going to be a new, like our grandkids are going to look back and not know about the, the negative perception of the black neighborhood that we grew up with. Right. It's going to, you know, I think it's going to be more like, you know, the Jewish neighborhoods back in the day that had money, they were self-sustaining and they were, uh, you know, um, owning real estate, had their own investment companies, had their own real estate brokers companies, you know, making, making money. I mean, crazy, crazy enough, the Jewish were back in the day were relegated to entertainment um, when they were discriminated against like we were. And they got, they got a lot of their money, um, you know, building Hollywood and doing that uh, and then invested in other different places. I mean, a similar thing is what, is what we're doing. And so um, I'm excited about it. Right. So, and and so my experience was a, a little bit different. Now, granted, uh, for, for people that are familiar with Gary, Indiana, it gets a huge negative perception. Uh, but the, the, the basis, my foundation was, was excellent. So Gary, which is at least at the time when I grew up was roughly about 95% black. Mm. So for, for all intents and purposes, you know, the vast majority of my teachers were black. 
the, the you know, my doctor was black. My dentist was black. Uh, you know, all, all, all the attorneys were black. When we went to field trips, you know, and we're checking out all these businesses, Powers and Sons, construction company in, in Northwest Indiana, they were black owned. You know, a, a lot of all the establishment we went to were black. Now, granted, I will say they were not all the nicest establishments. And then when we had, you know, when we went out to eat to restaurants, you know, Gary didn't have very many of those like sit down and eat restaurants. But from from a professional standpoint, um, we saw a lot of people that looked like us that were doing well. Uh, and from a real estate perspective, you know, the vast majority of my friends, their parents own their houses. So the foundation was laid. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that and that's extremely important. Uh, and, and, you know, from my perspective, I try to do the same thing, not not only with my with, with my clients, but other people who I who are not my clients. Um, I had a guy. He called me yesterday. Uh, he was actually referred to by one of our frat brothers. He's like, man, you need to call Rob because he was going through a little situation with his with his house building process. And he was like, you need to talk to Rob. And granted, uh, I don't I don't know if he has an agent or if his agent is not doing what they're supposed to. But the builder was trying to get over on him. He was using the builder's lender. Come on now. Uh, and, and the guy was he was doing an FHA loan and his down payment was roughly like 10 percent. I'm like, why are you putting 10% down? And he was like, man, it's way too much. I don't want to do all that. I was like, okay. Let, we talked about the situation. I told him what he needs to do. Uh, he's supposed to be following up with me today to see if everything worked itself out. But, you know, I ain't getting paid a dime off of that. But at the same token, I'm setting a foundation for somebody else. Paying it forward, yeah. And and, and it's funny, look, my, my experience, you know what I'm saying, growing up, like, you know, similar. We had the black doctors and dentists in the in the in the other neighborhood. That, well, even in that neighborhood too, we 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 did have them. But what but what we didn't have in the neighborhood. And this is what I'm curious to know about y'all. Like we we didn't have the whiskey Dallas. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have the true kitchen. Like we didn't. You know, we had our spots that we liked. You know what I'm saying? Like we had it uh, that we went to. But um, if it wasn't owned by, you know, you know, some other. Um, culture and it was owned by us it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't upscale or maybe they were there and just my parents didn't didn't know about it and we couldn't afford to go i don't know uh but what, did, did y'all have those spots in gary man no 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 if we if we went out to a restaurant we had to go out to the suburbs of of, of gary yeah yeah i, I oh. think I, I i think for our generation that that's gonna change like i i fully believe that or for our kid, you know, it's already happening is what I'm trying to say. And for our kids, it's going to be, it's going to be normal. Like my six, like my soon to be six year old. So he'd be like, normal. It's normal. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, say, man, you've been living in Dallas too long. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, and it's a beautiful thing when you have your own entertainment, when you go to, cause that's one thing we didn't, we didn't have our own entertainment. Uh, we, we, we didn't have, we, we had corner stores, but mm -hmm. we didn't own them. Yeah. Uh, so, we, you know, anytime we had to go shopping, like grocery shopping, we had to go out to do that. Uh, you know, the the the, the retail stores, your um, JC Penney's, 
you know, LS Airs back in the day, Montgomery Ward, Sears. Wieners. We had wieners. Yeah, to go out <laughs> for that. So we didn't have those type of establishments. Now, we had some small uh, urban type <laughs> stores, but uh-huh. yep. Not, yep. No, no, no real department stores. The the, uh, the 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 oil the dude that be selling oil and oils in the uh, in the little carts in the mall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sir. So so um, in real estate, do you see a lot of neighborhoods being upper income black? Like for example, you know, my neighborhood. I think it's probably a third. It's it's about a third to to forty percent African American. With the, with the caveat is people, you know, you have white flight and they're leaving, but I think their experience in the world in the past where that would have brought down a neighborhood. And what I'm seeing is people that are moving in, like they make more money than white folks moving out. You know what I mean? So it's like this neighborhood ain't going nowhere. I was about to say they have to make more money because the price of real estate. (laughs) (laughs) Them houses used to be two hundred fifty thousand. Man, Selling crazy! Like half right. a meal now. Easy, easy. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, I've, I've noticed the same thing, especially in uh, in, in um, Mar Lagos. I mean, that's that, when I tell you that area is booming between Mar Lagos and Grand Peninsula. Um, you know, I get a lot of clients that want to be there, but the the competition is so fierce that it kind of, they, they kind of shy away from it uh, because you have to, and, and this is a decision that everybody has to make when they're, when they're looking to purchase, like what, what type of investment are you making? Because even though it's not a, a, a true quote unquote investment, it is an investment. So mm-hmm. if you got a five-year plan, I don't know if Miralagos is the place you want to be. Because you might have to pay twenty five, thirty thousand over what the asking price is just to get the property. Uh, now, hopefully, it, it appraises somewhere near that. But if it doesn't, then you're gonna have some time before the, the the actual value of the house catches up with what you owe on it. And and you know that could be a recipe for disaster if you're not planned properly. Now, granted, if it's your forever home or you plan to be there you know, 15, 20, 30 years, you know, till the kids graduate from college, whatever the case may be, you're good to go. As long as, long as you can afford the note, which at the beginning of the process, you're going to find out if you can do that. Uh, but as long as you can do that, good to go. Okay. I'll tell you one thing, we're, we're not lacking in jobs in Dallas-Fort Worth. Oh, t- t- tons of them. What, what, what are other neighborhoods? I, I feel like over there by Redbird is also where you know where there's some upper income uh, black it people, is. and also it's a lot of us moving to um, to, to Bishop Arts. I mean, I got a I got a few high income black clients that uh, move over there, and me and Kelly are talking about at least getting an apartment over there because it's you know it's a nice area. It ain't cheap. So the thing is, like, once people get the the experience of the inner city is changing. So you get a lot of, and, and a lot of what people are looking for is in those Southern Dallas neighborhoods. They want the parks, they want the trails. 
they, they want the walkability that they can get to a store or a restaurant or a convenience store. They, they want all of those creature comforts really close. Uh, and that's the benefit of those neighborhoods. They, they want the uniqueness uh, that they find in that type of real estate. You know, people will say that those houses are old. They're beat up. No, they're not. They're, they may be old, but those houses were, were, were very well built. Very well built. Very unique lots that you're not going to find in Grand Peninsula or Miralagos. It is a different type of living. And, and it is attracting a lot of people to come back to it, which is raising the value in those neighborhoods. You know, when, when I first moved here and, and, you know, I was working more so on the investment side, you know, we, we would sell houses over there fixed, like fully remodeled at like 150,000. You know, if, if we got a really good one, it was like 180, 200. You look at those houses now, they're going for over half a million. And they're on huge lots. Like you're talking, some of those lots over there can probably get close to about an acre, especially when you head over to Redbird, um, over there by the by the golf course, uh, which I, I forget what the name of it is now, because uh, I think they changed it. But th- th- basically over there in that Redbird. Yeah, go- go- Golf Club of Dallas now. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. I thought they were changing it. Uh, it, it used to be something else. Or they changed it again. It used to be something else, and they changed it to Golf Club of Dallas. I, uh, they okay. changed it again. Okay. No, no, that that, that may be it. That may be it. I, I know when they were, you know, going through that whole redevelopment, reimagine Dallas, Grow South initiative, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were doing things like that. But I love it. I love the neighborhood. I've always loved the neighborhood. I loved it when we were – selling houses at 120 150,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's only getting better. But it, yeah, it's 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 a beautiful thing, man, cuz I think and I, and I think like in Houston, we've always had Pearland. Pearland is like a beautifully developed community, you know, south of Third Ward, uh that's mostly black that, you know, gets like nice development. Uh and now it's moving up towards Third Ward, which is still, you know, mostly black although, you know, um, there's some folks in there trying to change the name Sunnyside to South Houston Medical District. And we're like, man, get out of here with that bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, funny enough, I had uh, I had friends in Pearland. Uh, you know, Taisha, she was she used to live in Sugar Lane. Okay. But that that, that that's definitely not a black uh uh neighborhood, but it's it's a good place to live. It's close, it's close. That's it's, yeah, it's the yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, but, but no, man, I'm, I'm glad we had this conversation and we probably, we probably ought to do like a deeper dive around, like just kind of research the, you know, black neighborhoods in in Texas, you know, upscale black neighborhoods in Texas. I think that I, I actually, you know, I'm talking out loud. Like, that will be a good episode because I would actually want to know wh- where they all are because it, it matters when you're raising kids. Like, I think, I think it also matters, you know, cause I'm all about like, you know, you know having all different kind of races, but like, for example, at my school district, since the teachers do deal with 40% black kids, you know, they don't have some of the same, um, you know, prejudices or biases, um, mm-hmm. that, that you would have in neighborhoods that aren't used to dealing with black kids who are, you know, like different than the kids that they, uh, are, are around and they, and they may perceive 
behavior attitude, you know, behavior attitudes is not nah, man, he just extra. Like he just a, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> this is how, this, this how we do it. Yeah, be like, you have been a back, you have been to black church on Sunday. It's way different than a white church. We just do shit differently. You know what I mean? Like it ain't it ain't a behavior issue. We just different. Ain't no, ain't nothing wrong with that. Right, right. We we all love Jesus. Yes, sir. So um, we're cool, we man. just love them differently. I just love them differently. <laughs> we we experience them differently. Yes, right? exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, let everybody know how they, how they can reach you if they have any uh, any questions uh, or you know want want to find out about more about your, about your services. Absolutely. Best way is my cell phone 317-372-3022. Feel free to call or text. Uh, you can shoot me an email at Rob at inkrealtygroup.com. That's ink with a K. And I am Rob L. The Realtor across most social media channels. And if I could just throw a quick shout out, uh, we are an official drop-off spot for Toys for Tots. So if you have any new toys that you are looking to donate, uh, and I know if y'all are anything like me and y'all have small kids, y'all got toys they ain't never played with, that y'all can just bring them on over. So give me a shout. Let me know. I will personally come and pick them up from you if you're in the DFW Metroplex. Sounds good, man. Appreciate that. We got. We'll, we'll get y'all some too. Appreciate Much appreciated. It. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.